Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. You want to finish a race. You want that medal around you. You want that free banana that you get at the end. You want to post pictures on your social. You want your kids to cheer for you on race day. You want to be the person that proves whoever wrong. You want that for yourself. And if you want that for yourself, you have to actually finish. So you need to hack mentally whatever you can do to get yourself there. And for me, it was like, okay, well, you're not allowed to post unless you've actually done something that was super hard for you to do. So you better not. If you are in my community, we do not post at the beginning of the race. We post at the end. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi, guys. It's Rach. Welcome to another conversation where today I'm going to motivate you, or I'm going to do my very freaking best to motivate you to sign up for your first endurance race. Now, that might seem crazy. That might seem absolutely bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, but I've realized recently how often women come up to me and sometimes dudes and tell me that me sharing a story about running a marathon or me sharing a story about climbing a mountain encourage them to sign up, encourage them to try something for the first time. And I feel like, honestly, if that's one of my legacies, if that is how I 
can affect other people that like one person in Michigan signed up for their first 5k. I feel like I'm living life really well. And I feel really proud of that. So I thought, wow, if that's effective, like when I get to stand on stages and I tell these stories, if that's helpful, maybe it would be helpful to the podcast audience. And I know I've talked about it a little bit over the years, but today's episode is a full like soup to nuts. How did I go from weighing 52 more pounds than I do today? Absolutely unable to walk a mile, let alone run one. Never exercising, totally out of shape, physically in pain because I was taking such crap care of my body. Like, how did I go from that to running marathons? How did I go from that to climbing a mountain? It's not the traditional route. It's not, I did not grow up. I would never have called myself an athlete. And if that is something that you can identify with, but you see other people competing, like you see them sign up for their first you know, Disney run, or maybe there's a turkey trot you've always wanted to do with your family around Thanksgiving, this episode is for you. I want you to hear me say that anyone, anyone can do their version of an endurance race. Anybody. You can challenge yourself to do a freaking Ironman if you want to, but it usually helps to work your way up. And my story is one of working my way up, not of just snapping my fingers and suddenly being athletic. And that's what I want to talk about today. I hope it will be helpful. And I'm going to ask you right now, if it is, if you dig this conversation, wherever you are taking this in, if you're listening on podcasts or watching on YouTube, I would super appreciate it if you would send it out to your community, or maybe you share it with your partner that you want to sign up for the race with you, or maybe you send it to your sister, your friend. But uh, if you would just put the work out into the world, I would really appreciate it. Let's dig in. I did start off this conversation by mentioning weight. And if you are new to hanging out with me, I just want to say, I do not give a flying flip what you weigh. Weight is something that is used to control us, manipulate us, hurt us, make us feel small, make us feel ugly, make us feel wrong, make us feel a million different things. I do not care what you weigh. I am using my own weight as a measurement of the passage of time. So when I reference weighing more, it's not that one thing is wrong or right, but in terms of feeling better in my body, I am five feet, two inches tall. And for most of my young adult life, I carried 52 additional pounds on my frame. And when you have that much extra weight on a frame my size, it was painful. It was painful in my back always hurt. I had, I didn't know it, but I had inflammation throughout my body because I just ate absolute garbage. I loved fast food. I loved a Frappuccino from Starbucks with an ad shot and another pump of caramel. I loved all of it. And I didn't understand that the way I was eating was really hurting my system. My digestion was absolute crap. Like I was super constipated all the time, which means I was super bloated all the time. It was real sexy. Uh, I couldn't wear dresses or skirts because my thighs would rub together and I would get blisters on my inner thighs. 
it was just really uncomfortable. And to be totally honest, the people in my family were in a similar place and the people in my friend group were in a similar place. So it's kind of that thing where if everybody around you is doing the same thing or acting the same way, you don't really realize that it's an issue. And I knew I was uncomfortable and certainly I could see like different, you know, kinds of people or I would see people who were who were healthy or I would see people who like went to the gym and I would think like, yes, but I'm not wired like that. Like she's just wired differently, right? I'd see someone and I'd say like, well, that's just how Becky is. That's not how I am. My family, we struggle with weight and my family, we're big boned and my family, we're this and my family, we're that. And my family, we love to fry stuff and cover it in cheese and gravy. I had all of these narratives that were super limiting for me that I believed were 100% capital T truths including the fact that I wasn't an athlete and I bought into it. And I think I probably would have continued to buy into this mythology for I don't know how long, but a really specific incident changed everything for me. And you know me, guys, I got my journal and I have my, my, it looks like I got six things that I feel like really helped me to go from that state to the version of me that exists today. And the version of me that exists today could sign up for a half marathon this weekend and run the entire thing with no problems. And I'm not training for that right now. So that's just sort of the level of endurance that I keep myself at. I will say I personally, there's all kinds of different athletes out there in the world. I really like an endurance race. So what I'm gonna talk about today is different challenges that I've done over time that are not just hard on your body physically, but also very hard on you mentally. That's my jam. I love it. I think every freaking person on the planet should do an endurance challenge. I think every woman for sure should do an endurance challenge because I I literally was just telling someone this the other day. There is something incredibly powerful that happens when it's you versus you. Too often, we raise up little girls to feel dependent on other people. Like you need someone to take care of you. You need, I was talking to a 28 year old recently who's never gone anywhere by herself, never done a road trip, never done a vacation, never gone anywhere by herself because her family of origin has made her terrified that if she goes somewhere by herself, she will immediately be murdered. Meanwhile, her little brother was allowed to go on his first road trip when he was 16 because he's a boy. Like, it's so stupid, you guys. So anyway, I'm not going to get into the patriarchy in this conversation. I just want to encourage you. Every freaking person listening to this can do an endurance challenge. And right now I'm realizing that I sound like this is all leading up to me being like, do my endurance challenge. I don't have anything for you to sign up for. I don't have anything to recommend. And nothing, none of this is an ad. I just feel very passionately. And frankly, if you've hung out with me at Rise Conference before, you've heard me give this spiel because I believe in it so much. And also, if you've hung out with me at Rise Conference before and you still haven't done an endurance challenge, this is the universe ringing your doorbell. Ding dong. Let's go. Let's go, bitch. Let's sign up. Okay. <sighs> Calm down, Rach. Calm down. 
I am currently prepping for my next endurance challenge, which will start this summer. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I will tell you after it is already in the works, but it is something I have wanted to do for years and years. I'm really excited about it. And I'm a little bit nervous, but not that nervous. It's going to be great. But that's sort of what's in my head because I'm doing a totally different kind of challenge than I've ever done before. So if you've never done anything like this before, I do not want you to worry. I want you to remember, think of your girl, think of her struggling with her health, never went to the gym, never worked out, never did anything. And then all of a sudden found myself signed up for my first half marathon. And it went like this. I was probably seven months pregnant with my third son. And my husband at the time had a friend at work who was a marathon runner. And the friend at work challenged him to do a half marathon. And so my husband at the time signed up for this half marathon and I had never had a desire to do something like that, but I was so jealous. Honestly, that was why I became an endurance athlete was jealousy. Because, you know, if you've never been seven months pregnant, you guys, I was out to here in front, out to there and back. Like I was waddling everywhere. I was it just in case you're curious if someone who's very unhealthy in life suddenly decides to be healthy in pregnancy, the answer is no. No, I didn't. I ate Taco Bell all the time. I didn't, I mean, didn't have a green, didn't, I, it was, it was embarrassing. Like I'm actually embarrassed of how I, and I'm using air quotes, took care of my body when I was pregnant. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't know. So I just ate a lot of Carl's Jr. In any event, I was seven months pregnant. I, I didn't even walk during my pregnancies. I didn't even walk, you guys. So I couldn't even walk. I couldn't do anything. And he was training for this half marathon. I got super jealous. And I thought, when I have this baby, I am going to sign up for my own half marathon to – it's going to be this great way for me to get in shape again, to lose this baby weight, which I like still was rocking baby weight for my first baby. Now this was my third. So I was like, I'm going to sign up for this thing. This is going to help me in a lot of different ways. And I was super motivated. He does this half marathon. It's awesome. It was a Disney half, which I am going to reference Disney races a lot in this conversation because I think they are some of the best organized events that exist in the world. No affiliation. I just love them and think if you want to start, it's a really good place to start. My ex-husband at the time is doing this half marathon. I'm feeling super jealous about it. I know I've got three more months before I'm going to pop this kid out. Then I've got, let's be real, probably six months before I'm capable of taking on any kind of challenge again. So I'm like, I'm going to sign up for the race for next year at this time. So I'm like, okay, I've got a plan. I'll have a year to train for a half marathon, which felt doable. I don't know if it would have been doable if it was my first baby, but it was my third. So I'm like, I, I've got this. I can do this. I sign up for the half marathon while I am feeling the jealousy. Now, 
This brings me to my very first, I think, fantastic piece of advice for any of you who are interested in trying something like this for the first time, and that is to sign up when you are in state. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. In state is like energized by something. We're often in state when 
we celebrate a big birthday. We're in state when it's January 1st and we decide that this is gonna be our year. We're in state when we go through a big breakup and cut all of our hair off and get a slamming body so that we can go out and flirt with people and make sure that our ex sees those pictures and gets super jealous. Like, we're in state. Sometimes when you get your hair blown out and you're at the mall and you're walking around, you're feeling good and you're looking good. And then you like walk into a boutique and you're like, wow, I can never find clothes. And on this day, I just so happened to find 15 things and I look amazing in all of them. And then you take them home and wonder how on earth you ever thought you were going to pull off a pleated front trouser in a marigold color. Uh, it's because you were in state when you bought it. You were feeling really good. You felt like you were looking hot. You were doing all the things. Yes, yes, yes. You buy the outfit. You get home. No longer looks cute. It's because you're not in the state you were when you bought the thing and tried it on. So I suggest you sign up for things when you are in state. You sign up for the business conference you want to go to when you're in state. You sign up to go back to school when you're in state. If you bring a low vibration and a low energy to the thing you're trying to do, you're killing the vibe before you even start. Sign up when you're in state. And I would like to add something here. I understand that every single person is coming to this conversation with a different budget, You've got different money that you can spend. You've got different ways and means that you move through this world. That being said, if you really want to challenge yourself, sometimes you need to invest financially in order for you to take it seriously. The first race I signed up for, I told you, was a Disney run. Disney runs are not cheap. And you will soon discover if you get into this world that they're not cheap because they're really, really, really fantastically organized. Once you do a race that's not organized well, you're like, oh, that's why that was $22. I don't know what a Disney race costs these days, but I think it was like 150 bucks, 200 bucks when I signed up back in the day, which was not insignificant. So I just want to say, if you signed up for the local turkey trot, which was free, or was like $10 to the Kiwanis Club, and then you didn't show up on the morning of, yeah, it's because you didn't really need to. So you want to do something that really challenges you to invest, to invest your time, to invest your energy. I really love to sign up for races or challenges that are in other cities if you have that budget. And remember, I was planning something a year in advance. So I like to believe that with timing and maybe you have to give up something else, but you put money away just like you would put away for a vacation and you save up for the thing that you're trying to do. And it may take you a while, but that's even more powerful because you're investing in yourself. Uh, an endurance challenge is you investing in you because it doesn't matter how much support you have. It doesn't matter how big of a poster your wife is going to make to cheer you on as you run by. Endurance challenge is you versus you, and that's why they're powerful. Sign up for the thing when you're in state. The challenge that I'm doing this summer I'm really excited about is in Europe, and that meant flights. That meant hotel. That meant you know, really being strategic and how I was doing it. So I have this very small window where my kids are all at camp this summer. So I'm like, all right, that is the time that I can go do this thing. Sign up when you're 
and state. The second piece there that I think is really powerful is you need to be competitive. Now, <laughs> let me be clear. I do not mean that you need to be competitive with the other people in the race. Because let me just explain something about your girl, Rach. I'll run forever. I will run forever. If you can't tell based on my, my career, my endurance, both emotionally and physically, is flawless. I will go forever. But the going is approximately the speed that you can walk at. I run all kinds of races. I run half marathons. I run full marathons. But I don't do it quickly. You know why? Well, number one, why is because I, I don't want to, first of all. People are like, I'm, I'm working on my PB. It's my personal best. I'm like, okay, my personal best was I finished without crapping myself. That's my personal best. I am not concerned about time ever. And there are a lot of really cool really cool runners, really cool hikers, really cool ultra marathon runners. There are people out there who can talk you through exactly how to get to that level, to be like a high level athlete. Sister friend, I'm not trying to do that with you. I, if you are already like a runner and you think this is going to be the conversation about how to run faster, <laughs> no, go find David Goggins. I am here to talk to the people who have never done anything before and don't think they can because they're like, that's not me. No, here's what you're going to discover when you go to race day. And you're going to cry about it forever because it's the most beautiful thing. I don't care where I am racing. I have run races in Ireland, in Anaheim, in Texas, I, like all over the place. I've done races. And what you always find is everybody. Everybody is on race day. There are people who are in their 80s. There are people who are in wheelchairs. There are people who are running who don't have legs. There are people running who are 150 pounds overweight and they're like barely going, but they're fucking going. There is every single kind of person. There are people who walk marathons. There's so many people who walk marathons. It's a thing. There are people who run walk. There's everything. You're not competing against them. They're your community. But I do think that you need to compete against something. You need someone that you are trying to prove wrong. Now, I've actually said this before on the pod, and I actually have never gotten feedback from any of you whether or not it was helpful. And I'm sure those of you who are psychologists who are, are like, Rachel, that is horrible advice to be giving people. Maybe, but it works for me. I get someone in my mind that I'm going to, quote, prove wrong. Like the gym teacher in middle school who said that I, you know, wasn't athletic. Or in that instance, I was really competitive against my husband at the time because he had just done this amazing thing. And I was like, well, I want to do that. I want to show my boys that like mommy can be a runner too. So I was really in my head. It was a made up story. It was fiction. It wasn't real, but it helped me to keep going when I thought I was going to puke or I thought I was going to faint or I didn't know how I could run another mile. I'd be like, all right, you can quit. But then remember Kelly in eighth grade? 
Remember how she made fun of your shorts that one time in PE and then everybody laughed at you and Kelly was like beautiful and she was the captain of the cheerleading squad and you felt terrible because Kelly made fun of your shorts? Kelly could run this mile. (laughs) Sounds crazy because it is, but it freaking works. So my advice is sign up when you're in state. And, and compete with someone in your own head. You never have to tell anybody who you're competing against, but it helps. As a quick side note, there is a practice on race day. You're totally going to get into the community because everybody does. You start doing it and then all of a sudden you fall in love with the process and you start looking, you, you follow people on Instagram who are runners or who are training and you get inspiring ideas. But one of the things I love is that on race day, I've done this for runs and I've done this for mountain climbs, is that you dedicate each mile of the race to a different person in your life. Sometimes you get it on a little index card, you write like one through 26, which is a marathon, 26 miles, 26.2. And then number one, I'll be Jackson, my oldest. Number two, Sawyer. Number three is Ford. Number five is, you know, like you go through like that. And you pin that little card to you. Or I've done it on um, wristbands. I've worn 13 wristbands and then, you know, torn one off every time I'm on a new mile. And that mile is for that person. It's really beautiful. It is a really emotional way to get through a race. But I also highly suggest that you dedicate some miles to people you got beef with. Because I got people in my family that we got some issues. And when I was trying to fill up 26 miles and I was like, I don't, I can't think of 26 people I want to dedicate a race to. I was like, oh, well, I could pull her in. I could pull that guy in. And I swear to you, because you don't know when you're laying them out, like where that person's going to show up in your mileage. I swear to you, it is always when you are about to pass out and then all of a sudden you see and you're like, cousin Becky, cousin Becky showing up in mile 12 and you get so angry and you like work through all your stuff with cousin Becky. It's, it's phenomenal. You need someone to compete with guys. This is what I'm saying. All right. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach. Thrivemarket.com slash rach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. 
where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. On the same tip, not its own number, but I do want to add this little moment in here because I think, I really think this is important. (sighs) With all my love, lots of people get really excited about signing up for something and they sign up and they post on social the sign up and they post on social you know, just finished my first mile, just finished, you know, whatever. And they get so much attention and praise from their community for signing up or for running the first couple of training sessions that they don't finish because they essentially got all of the praise and all of the accolades from their community when they haven't actually done anything yet. And I really feel like this sets you up to fail. So for me personally, I was really cautious. I don't, I don't post my runs now because like who cares? But when I was training for my first big races, you better believe that I wanted to show that off on social because it was so hard. And as douchey as it sounds at the time, knowing that I was going to post like, oh my God, I just ran 10 miles without dying. Like that helped me finish sometimes. So I absolutely did that, but I was really conscious of not doing it all the time. So like I made myself have big thresholds I had to get to before I was, I'm using air quotes, like allowed to post because people will naturally celebrate you when you're just starting out. And if you know that you can get that by posting a picture of your shoes, like you better not post a picture of the start of your run. You're training for something and you're like, gonna run six miles today and you post a picture of your shoes. No, Uh uh-uh. You are only allowed to post when you finish and you really should only be posting things when you finish something that was challenging for you because otherwise... What's the motivation? And I I say this as someone who signed up for and then dropped out of many, many, many things before I ever actually finished one. It's not enough that you sign up. You're still listening to this conversation almost half an hour in, I assume, because you want to finish a race. You want that medal around you. You want that free banana that you get at the end. You want to post pictures on your social. You want your kids to cheer for you on race day. You want to be the person that proves whoever wrong. You want that for yourself. And if you want that for yourself, you have to actually finish. So you need to hack mentally whatever you can do to get yourself there. And for me, it was like, okay, well, you're not allowed to post unless You've actually done something that was super hard for you to do. So you better not, if you are in my community, 
We do not post at the beginning of the race. We post at the end. We post at the end. We post when we get to the end of the challenge we have set for ourselves. Now, sign up for my first half marathon. Two things in that process that really helped me to finally finish. Number one is I got a plan. Now, back in the day, it was harder to find this. So I actually asked a friend who was a marathon runner. I was like, can you tell me what I should be running each week? And that friend gave me, I think he did three different runs a week because I had plenty of time to train. And it was like a long run, a tempo run, and like a run that was pushing for mileage or something. And I'll tell you right now, I never did the tempo run. I did it, but I never, a tempo run is when you're actually working on your speed, but I already told you, not, not something I'm concerned with. So I never really trained to run fast. I just run to finish. So I ran three times a week using his mileage as my indicator of where I needed to be. And that was kind of it. Now, Holy crap, there is so much information on the internet for free. YouTube videos you can watch, podcasts you can listen to, books you can read. Like there are calculators where you can say like when your race is, how long it is, and it'll tell you exactly how to train for it. So there's so much information. There's no reason you should be flying blind with this process. The other thing that I think really helped me, and I would never have thought of this, was I was signed up for a half marathon, but the guy who did, who like laid out the mileage I should do, suggested that I sign up for a 5K like halfway through my training. Cause I'd never done a race ever. And a 5K is, you know, roughly like a little over three miles. But like things feel different on a race day. And there are things you wanna know how to do and you wanna test stuff out. And are these shoes gonna work? And how about this goo? And do I like these electrolytes? And a, a, a sort of starter race was a great way to do that. I literally just signed up for like a random whatever was in my local community. And I'll tell you, even then, I'm so grateful I did that race because you don't realize how excited, like how much adrenaline you're going to have when you start a race if you've never done it before. So I took off way too fast. I wasn't pacing myself at all. I was basically like sprinting out of the gate. And I know there are people who can sprint for three miles. Sister is not one of them. So I thought I was going to puke pretty early on and thought I wasn't going to be able to finish three miles pretty early on. So that race helped me figure out a lot of things that I needed to know. And it also helped me push through. It helped me to experience the euphoria of crossing a finish line. And I'm glad that I had those things in my back pocket before I did my actual half marathon. So I also wanted to tell you guys that a big part for me, that that guy who told me, you know, here's how much you're going to run every week, gave me some really good advice. He was a very long time runner. And I think this is where run clubs are really fantastic. There are lots of communities that have run clubs, but you want to be getting your advice from people who have done a lot of races, a lot, uh, have a lot of information as opposed to like your favorite fitness influencer who did her first marathon. She probably has really good info and will entertain you and probably inspire you quite a lot. But I like the old 
like grizzled runners. I feel like they have the best advice. And there are a few things he told me that I still swear by to this day. First of all, your gear matters, but not all of it. There's so much stuff for anything you're trying to do. If you want to do, maybe you're going to do a bike race, maybe you're going to do a Spartan race, maybe you're going to climb a mountain, maybe you're going to do endurance, like whatever. There's all kinds of stuff that the internet would love to sell you. You go to Patagonia right now and geek out over all of the things that you can buy that are going to, quote, help you to finish this race. The only thing that's going to help you to finish this race is you freaking training for it. Don't get it twisted. So what I would love to suggest to you is you do your research about what it is you want to try. For me, it was running. The most important investment you can make as a runner is in your shoes. Period, period, period. Full stop. It's the thing that matters most. Running shoes. Could you run in anything? Sure. There are people who run barefoot. So gross, but they do it. That being said, a great pair of running shoes is not cheap. So I would love to suggest to you that you invest in the shoes or in the main piece of equipment you're going to need to do the thing you want to do and let the rest of it fall away. Or even better, when I was getting into yoga, not an endurance thing, obviously, but when I was getting into yoga a couple years ago, I challenged myself that I wasn't allowed to buy cute yoga clothes until I had gone to 10 classes. Because I have a bad habit of like getting excited and then I'll like go buy stuff. And I, I, maybe it sounds weird, but for me, I'm like, I didn't earn that. I didn't earn that. You're not a yogi. You haven't, you've done two classes and you just went and bought a bunch of aloe stuff. Like that doesn't make any sense. So I like to use steps along the way. Like, okay, the first time you do five miles, you're going to get a great new pair of running shorts. To be fair, the thing I really invested in was my shoes. And I use and have always used Adidas Boost. I've said this many times, not an ad. I freaking wish it was. I wish Adidas running was like, Rach, you're our girl. We love you. Let's give you some free Adidas Boost. Um, I've used those shoes forever and they're my favorite. I know everyone's really into uh, like the new shoes. Everyone's like really into are these like the giant, they look like a pillow. I don't, I don't love those. But for me, Adidas Boost and you're going to read this when you start doing research. I always buy half a size bigger than my shoe size. That is how you keep your toenails. Okay. If you don't buy half a size bigger, your toenail is going to fall off. It's going to look disgusting. You don't want that. So you go up a half a size, your toenails are going to be just fine. I invested in the shoes, but I started my training in just like the clothes I already had. And what I found along the way was that those clothes worked really well. And my, we'll call him my coach in this instance, though he wasn't, he just put the plan together for me. He said, whatever you do, don't change your training gear. This is a rookie mistake that a lot of people make is on the actual race day, they will wear a new outfit or they will get something at the race expo and they will wear it. Or God forbid, they'll wear the race day shirt to the race. That's like the number one sign that you're a rookie, by the way. You never want to wear something 
to the actual event that you haven't trained in for hours and hours and hours because you're going to find like the seam on the left side is going to rub funny and then all of a sudden you have a blister and it's hard enough to finish this freaking race without you accidentally screwing yourself over. So you don't need a lot of gear. You need a lot of time training. Don't trick yourself. Don't sign up for the race and then go to your local running store which another side note is the only place you should be buying shoes. Go to a store in your town or look online. There are stores that specialize in the exact thing you're trying to do. If you're trying to do a triathlon, I promise you there is somewhere you can go or somewhere online that specializes in that. And the people who work there are super geeks. They're triathlon runners. They're Spartan people. They're whatever. And they can help you get the exact gear that you need. They're always like the best people. They're so much fun. Like that is who you want helping you. But don't trick yourself into going and buying $600 worth of gear and you haven't run a mile. Bro, it's like people who want to be authors and they spend all their time like having coffee with other authors or researching or reading other people's work. Like you want to be an author, write words. You want to run a half marathon, you need to run 13 miles or walk 13 miles. That's it. That, that That's all you need. You don't need a great pair of pink running pants. You don't need a special costume so that you go on theme with the right. You don't need that. You need to train. Don't get it twisted. So the last thing that I'm going to share with you, and then we're going to cut to a really great live conference we had where I talked a woman through this process where I like helped her to talk about visualization and what she needed to do before we get there. You guys are going to love that. Before we get there, my last little piece that I want to give you, you can take this or leave this, but what will actually help you finish is to have a Goonies never say die attitude about you will finish. If you have to crawl across the finish line, you will finish. You have to have that mentality when you start. When you go in and you're afraid, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're flooding your system with the wrong kind of stress it psychs you out. It makes you feel worse. So you need to go in there with like, I'll finish. I might walk. I might crawl, but I'm going to finish this mother freaking race. Like that is what you have to go into it with because that's what's going to keep you going when it feels impossible. I have been in more than one race and it always surprises you. I think there are races that you'll do because you will do more than one. That's the other thing I want you to know. This is a gateway drug. It is a gateway drug. I don't know anybody who does one half marathon and that's it. Everyone does one and then they're like, oh, well, that was actually kind of amazing. And I was in great shape and I had exercise buddies and it made me feel really good. And then they sign up for another. I actually used to have a girlfriend. We did a half marathon every six months and we would pick it in different cities. And then we would remind our husbands that they were their kids too. And we'd leave the kids with our husbands and we would go to Santa Barbara. We would go to somewhere fun and we'd have a girls weekend. We, it was great because we'd go out the night before. We'd eat a bunch of carbs to get ready for the race. We'd run the race. It was so fun. Then we'd go have wine. It was like we'd go get massages. Y'all, it was the best. Highly recommend. There will be races where you 
think it's going to be hard and then you get there and you feel amazing and it's so much easier than you think it would be. And then you're going to have races where you're like, this is going to be the easiest thing in the world and you think you're going to die. And the only way that you get through those really tough times is that you have a history of not giving up on yourself when it gets hard. If you can't tell, the reason I love an endurance challenge is that it is an allegory for our lives. It is 100% what our lives are like. This is what real life is like. When I thought I was going, literally going to die in my first marathon, I was in the last two, three miles and I had been struggling for like five or six miles and I was running, but I use that term very loosely. I was like barely crawling forward. But I, I, my whole thing was that I would not walk. I knew that if I walked, my legs were going to seize up and I wasn't going to be able to finish. So I just kept in this like weird disjointed jog forward. And the only thing, I mean, and I was calling on every angel, God, ancestor. I was trying everything I had. And the only thing that helped me to cross the finish line was the memory of giving birth to my son, was 52 hours of labor, feeling every single piece of that, feeling the pain, the hardship, not knowing how I would push him out, but I had to push him out because his heart rate was dropping. Like that memory, I was like, girl, if you can do that, you can do this. It is why I think every single mom who feels stuck who feels unsure, uncertain, doesn't know who she is, feels like she's lost herself. She's like, I just need something. I just need something. Let this be your something. Sign up for a race. Sign up for a race. It is so powerful. It will be so powerful for you. I told this story to a woman at Rice Conference years ago, and it is one of my favorite memories. And it's a really good example of how to visualize, how to get yourself across the finish line. It's also a really good example of what happens at our live events. And I talked to one woman about health problems, another about work, another about a breakup that she had gone through. You never know what's going to come out of the audience. But on this particular day, this woman had a dream of doing her first endurance challenge. And this was the conversation we had. It was amazing. But here is that conversation from Rice Conference. Who wrote something? I want to talk to you. Yeah, you. The person, no, no, right here. The one, yeah, you. Hi. In my gut. Oh my I want God. to talk to you. Yeah. What's your name? Brianna. Brianna? Yeah. What'd you write down? I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. Wait, wait, what, what? Say it again. I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. Okay, come, here. come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Right here. Yep. Okay. Hold this. Okay. Yep. I know. Somebody was calling you even if you didn't want to. Okay. So first of all, you said, I want to. So what you did was you gave your brain just another to-do list, right? So it is, I hiked the Appalachian Trail. So when you write something as if it has already happened, it freaks your brain out. You're like, your brain's like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. 
but it starts to try and help you figure out the things. Yeah. So tell me why you're freaked out to talk about this right now because you're so freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, so talk to me. Um, Hold it I, I don't have the body that could take me from Georgia to Maine. It looks like you're um, standing right now on two legs. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Okay. So that's a lie. Okay. That's a lie that you're telling yourself. Okay, so keep going. Um, I just had a baby. Okay, so great. New yeah. mama. Yeah. Awesome. So I won't have the time okay. to be away from him because he's little. Yeah. I so have real, oh. real quick, I just wanna, I wanna stop you right here. Okay. So just, just for clarity's sake, um, you, you grow that baby inside of you. Mm-hmm. So you, you grew a human <laughs> in your body Yeah. and then got him out. Yeah. Some way, right? Surgically. Yeah, surgically. He just came right on out, okay? Yeah. You did that. Mm-hmm. How old is he? He's five months. Five months! Okay, so you did that thing. You did that thing. Yeah. But you can't walk? I can walk. Okay. Yeah. No, no, because here's the thing. We make it this big, crazy, insane, and by the way, it's a badass dream. <laughs> badass. <laughs> But what is it really? One foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. would you have to do training to get to a place where you could do that? Yeah. Absolutely. What else would have to happen? What would have to be true in order for you to say, I walked the Appalachian Trail? I'd have to take time away from my family and my husband, and it costs money. Okay, um, hold, hold the mic right here. Say it again. So you have to be away from your family. It costs money, mm-hmm. a lot of planning, feels selfish. I yeah. should have done this out of college, not once I had a family. It's bad timing. So what happens to your family if you're not with them? Uh, they don't eat or have meals planned for them. Where is your son right now? With my husband. Okay, so your son, what's his name? Bo. Bill? Bo. Oh, I thought his name was Bill. I was like, you named a five-month-old Bill. Okay, Bo, <laughs> yeah. which is way cuter. Thank you. He's not an insurance salesman at, at five months old. So Bo is at home with your husband. Yes. Is Bo still alive right now? Yes. Right. Yes. Do you think that your husband took care of him in the way you would have taken care of Bo if you were with him? Not exactly. Not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How many of you have someone at home right now who's caring for children that you're like, well, Cheetos for dinner again. Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here's the deal. I'm going to blow your minds right now. If you are parenting with another person, I'm going to blow your minds right now. Your way isn't the best way. You don't get to decide that just because you're the mama that your way is the best way. You dishonor your partner when you have decided that you are the only one who can do it right. And you dishonor yourself. You dishonor yourself because you are creating the narrative that you can't leave them or something will happen. Yeah. Is this the first time he's been at home with the baby by himself while you went away? Since the baby was born? Wait, what? I'm sorry. Is this the first time your husband has taken care of the baby since he was born and you're away? Yes. So number one, All of you who have a partner, a a mama, a sister, or whatever, who's helping you care for children while you are here, please honor what they have done for you to allow you to be in this room. It was probably super hard, right? It was probably super hard for him. He either didn't tell you all the things that were going wrong, or he did. Like, where do we keep, 
Where do we keep the formula? Where are diapers located? You're like, are you here too every day, right? Yeah. But he did it. Mm -hmm. So you were telling yourself a lie that they wouldn't be okay if you weren't there. Which comes from a couple of places. Okay. Either, either you are holding on to an excuse that you can't do something because of the baby, right? right? Or you are holding on to an excuse that he, meaning your husband, wouldn't like this for you. Which one is it? A little bit of both. A little bit of both, okay, that's. I think it's an excuse that I can't do it now that I'm not able. Like, when I was in a time in my life that I could do this, it wasn't a desire. But now that I don't feel like I can, my heart wants it. Of course, because you weren't the woman that you are today back then. You didn't want to achieve something that took this much mental stamina and physical stamina and proving to yourself that you have more inside of you. This wasn't a desire back in the day. You weren't the woman that you are back then. She couldn't have achieved this dream because it wasn't her dream. It's your dream. This is for everybody here who has, uh, especially those of you who who are moms. We will hold on to the excuse that we can't do it because of them. And then on some level, when they're older, we begin to resent them even subconsciously because we, it's like, but I gave up my dreams for you. And Bo's gonna grow up, because that's the whole point of having a kid, is raising them to be an adult. Bo's gonna grow up, I know, I know you don't wanna think about that, he's five months old, I know, it freaks me out too, but he's gonna grow up someday and he's gonna have his own life. And you still have to be a whole person. Yeah. So imagine this for a minute, visualize this moment. Okay. Bo's gonna grow up no matter what. And if you took some time out of your life to go do this crazy, audacious dream, then Bo gets to be like, that's my mom. My mom did that thing. That's so cool. Like he gets to look back and you're like, oh my gosh, baby. When you were two years old, this was like crazy. Let me just tell you something. When you were two years old, I freaking trained to walk the Appalachian Trail. And then I did it. Here are these pictures. Remember when you and daddy met me at the end? Can you see that in your mind? Like you and daddy came and you met me at the end and we all celebrated and I'm like, I stank and it was gross, but I was so freaking proud of myself, right? That'd be amazing. I did that, I did that. And you know what, Bo? You know what? Because I proved to myself that I did that thing, then I decided that I was gonna run a marathon. That was also in my life. Yes, totally. (laughs) What, What city do you live in? Atlanta. Atlanta. I decided that I'm gonna run the Atlanta Marathon, Bo, that was my dream. And even though it was hard and it took so much time, buddy, I put you in the jogging stroller and we did those miles together. We did that together. And then when you were three, Bo, when you were three, mommy ran the marathon. And remember, here's the picture of you and daddy. You came and you cheered me on and I ran the marathon, Bo, that's what I did. And you were still there with him and you still showed up. And yes, it is time away, but it's a small percentage of time away in the vast amount of time that you were there. You can do these things. There's a way, guys. There's always a way. Stop telling yourself that there's not a way. Okay. You can figure it out, right? Who are you here with? My mom. You here with mom, okay? Did mom ever find a way? Mm -hmm. Mom ever figure it out? 
Did mama set an example for you ever of someone? Do you have a memory right now in your childhood where you watched her figure out something hard? Yeah. Do you have pride for that? Of course. Give that to him. What is the greatest gift that you can give to Bo? Is the example of what a strong mama is. Find a way. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right, guys, I hope you loved that as much as I did. So rad to remember those moments we had. I will be back soon with more information, with more ideas. As always, if you have questions for me or honestly, we can go old school like in church. Like if you have a prayer request or a praise report, if you have a question for me or if you just want to like tell us something awesome, I was thinking how cool it would be to start incorporating like Something amazing that's going on in your life. Tell us you manifested something because you heard about manifesting here on the show. Tell us about how your business is doing. Tell us, is there anything that our work here on the show, in the books, in any of our conversations has helped you in a certain way and you want to share it? I would love to put that out in the world. So that's all for today. Until next time, I'm Rach and I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.